0: My Favorite time of the NFL season, uh, the part of the season where we get Saturday games nothing better than Saturday NFL football, NFL football into Sunday NFL football. Um, we got bowl season starting for college football as well, gonna be great. Uh, we also have a million dollars up top and three pretty solid games, so I'm excited for this slate. If you guys are new, my name is DK, and we'll be talking about the Saturday NFL main slate. I make content for NFL DFS, NFL NBA DFS, as well as for prize picks. If you guys are not familiar with prize picks, it is a player prop site. You build two, three, four, five, up to six player props. You can win up to 25x your money. They have a ton of different sports, NFL, NBA, college sports, eSports. You can mix and match those. So if you want to give it a try, make sure to use the code DKDFS. That will give you 100% match up to $100. And taking a look at these Vegas odds, so first game is the game with the highest total right now, 48 over under in the Colts-Vikings game. Vikings are currently four-point favorites. Ravens and Browns, we got a 37 over under. Browns are two-and-a-half-point favorites. And the Dolphins' Bills are 43-and-a-half over under. The Bills are seven-point favorites. Supposedly not supposed to be the best weather in Buffalo, Minnesota, and uh, the Colts is being played in, in a dome. So let's start it off with the quarterback position. And uh, at the top, we have Josh Allen, 8.3K. So um, I think stands out is a really good play in both formats. You know, a guy that can get it done on the ground. Obviously, Miami's defense has not been great this year. And uh, yeah, the, this Bills offense uh, can explode at any moment. Like they have a very, very high ceiling. We'll keep an eye on the weather, but um, assuming everything's normal, uh, I think Josh Allen looks like a really, really good play at the top. Lamar Jackson, not expected to play. Um, I think he's going to be back next week. We do have Huntley was listed as a full participant, so he should be back and operating as their starting quarterback. At only 5.3K, like he's a viable punt play. Huntley has a similar skill set to Lamar Jackson where he can provide that rushing floor, right? 41 yards in the ground against Denver, 31 yards in the ground against Pittsburgh while only playing. I forget when he, he got injured, but um, he's a guy that can go get you, you know, 40, 50, 60 yards in the ground and a touchdown. So I do think he's playable as a cheap quarterback uh, at that price point. Below Josh Allen, you have Tua at 6.6. I mean, he's been up and down this year. So like, I would say he's more of a tournament only play, but the positive of Tua is condensed target share. So if you play him for tournaments, you kind of know where the ball is going, right? It's going to Tyree Kill or it's going to Jalen Waddle most of the time. So that is the positive about Tua and GBPs. I don't think you can play him in a cash game. Watson, I'm kind of like torn on what I want to do here. It's a low total game, not expected to be a lot of points, but another guy that can provide that rushing uh, floor, he looked a bit better last game as opposed to his first game that he played. So, like, Watson kind of intrigues me. I don't think he's going to pick up a ton of ownership, but um, I still think he's a talented quarterback. And then you have the two cheap quarterbacks that are going to be playing in the Dome with Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan. Uh, Kirk Cousins, the same thing I'll say about Tua is condensed target share, right? When he's throwing the ball, it's going to Justin Jefferson, it's going to Hopkins, it's going to Thielen, right? You know where the ball is going. So for that reason, he always makes for a good GPP quarterback plus the highest total and being played in a dome. And then Matt Ryan's five 5'2". Um, I mean, he's been pretty bad, but in a tournament, sure, you can consider him. So uh, those are all six quarterbacks on the slate. And I think Josh Allen, clearly your best bet. Um, I think, you know, guys like Tua and Cousins look good for tournaments because condensed target share. And then, I mean, cheap quarterback-wise, probably my favorite would be Huntley at 5'3", but that's just because of his rushing floor. All right, so moving on to running backs, let's just go team by team really quick. It'll be easier. On the Colts, uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think, makes for a great play. You get a really good matchup uh, against the Vikings. The Vikings' defense has been awful he's been like a bell cow back over the last few weeks. He played 59 and 72 snaps. Uh, He is involved in the passing game. And this is one of the best possible matchups. I really, really like JT there. On the Vikings side, I mean, Dalvin Cook has been awful. That last game was really tilting. 15 carries for 23 yards. Like, how is that even possible? But the Vikings are still playing this guy a ton. He played 55 of the 65 snaps In my personal opinion, I think they should be giving Madison more snaps, but if they're going to continue to run Dalvin Cook for three yards in a cloud of dust every single play and he's going to play like 85% snaps, he is certainly in play. He is a a bit involved in the passing game. We haven't seen it as much of late, but um, I think Cook is a decent option. I do prefer JT, though, for a similar price point. On the Baltimore side, I would say more just tournament plays here for the Baltimore running backs because they played a good amount of guys. So J.K. Dobbins started put 26 of the 61 snaps. Then you had Edwards play 21 of 61. Kenny Drake played 11. You saw a couple snaps with Justice Hill. So technically four running backs played. Again, I think the top guys would be Dobbins and Edwards just because they saw the most amount of snaps. But, you know, not a lot of involvement in the passing game, kind of touchdown dependent, and a lot of mouths to be fed. Just tournament plays with those Ravens running backs. Now on the Cleveland side, So Cleveland, we have the two-headed monster there with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Chubb, more the early down back. Kareem Hunt, more the passing down back. So this one kind of comes down to how you think the game will go. Do you think Cleveland's going to be playing from lead a majority of the game? If that's the case, you want to look to Chubb. If you think they fall behind early and Baltimore's in control, then you can consider a guy like Kareem Hunt for tournaments. Now Hunt, again, the the touches have gone down on him. He only had six uh, touches last week, but... Still, again, more the PPR back. And it's really cheap at 4-3. Where Chubb, again, getting majority of the work. And the guy, uh, I think, with the higher ceiling, clearly. But he's pretty touchdown-dependent um, at this price point. So two Cleveland backs. Depends how you think the game goes. And then finally, we got Miami and Buffalo. So we got to keep an eye on Jeff Wilson Jr. news. Non-participant in back-to-back practices. Not a great sign. And if he misses, it's going to open up. Raheem Mostert. I think, is a pretty good play. Moser played 37 of the 51 snaps. When Wilson went down, you saw a few snaps for Salvin Ahmed, the only other active back. So if there is no Jeff Wilson, uh, I do like Raheem Mostert a good amount. Um, If Jeff Wilson plays, then I expect a relatively even split, and both would just be tournament plays. So we'll keep an eye on that. And then finally, Buffalo. Uh, So Buffalo, snap-wise, last week you saw Devin Singletary play 29 snaps, James Cook 24, Naheem Hines 10. So... They've been spreading it out more. I mean, for majority of the year, it was Devin Singletary playing like 60, 70% of the snaps. Hasn't really been the case since. So same thing I'll say about some of these other running backs, just tournament plays. I mean, Singletary, a bit involved in the passing game. but His snaps have gone way down. You're you're seeing James Cook take some of that. You're even seeing Naheem Hines play a few snaps. So really just tournament plays there for the Bills running backs. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. So for the Colts, pretty easy to talk about. Um, Great matchup. And there's three guys that are going to play a majority of the game. So, Pittman played 67 of these 72 snaps, Paris Campbell 56, and then Alec Pierce 51. So, the top three all in play. I think Pittman at this price point looks pretty appealing to me. I know he had a bad week last week, but he's been consistently in that like 6 to 7K range. Now he's 5.8K in one of the best matchups. So, I like Pittman a good amount here in the mid range. I think Paris Campbell and Alec Pierce are totally fine salary relief plays. You're going to get a majority of the game for Pat, Paris Campbell. You should get, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 60% of the snaps for Pierce, who's been operating the slot. He's been a bit more up and down. But, yeah, the other two wide receivers are definitely viable as well. I think going to Ash and Doolin is probably getting too cute on this small slate. Out cap at the top three guys. Pittman, definitely my favorite there. On the Vikings side, so as I mentioned, condensed target share. If you look at last week, Justin Jefferson played 61 of the 65 snaps. 61 of the 65 for Thielen. And then 48 for KJ Osborne, who's playing in the slot but not getting a ton of targets. So I don't think I have to spend a ton of time with Justin Jefferson to tell you that he's a good play. This guy is a massive ceiling. Now he has shown the floor, right? He can still hurt you, but I mean the ceiling is literally like 40 fantasy points with Justin Jefferson. So love his upside, obviously. Adam Thielen at five two. It's probably a bit easier to get to, just factoring in price. Uh, he's going to play majority of the game, 10, 6, and 8 targets over the last few weeks. And yeah, I think he's a relatively safe option in the mid-range. Osborne, if you needed a punt wide receiver, is fine. I mean, he's probably going to average around 3, 4 targets a game, sub-4K price point. He'll still play a lot of snaps, but he's not going to get a lot of targets. All right, let's move on to Baltimore and Cleveland. So Baltimore wide receivers, playing with the back quarterback, a little bit tough for me to feel good about any of these guys. Um, DuVernay started, played 35-61 snaps, 37-61 for DeMarcus Robinson. You saw eleven snaps for Dusty Deshaun Jackson and four snaps for James Proche. So you saw a lot of two tight end sets for uh, Baltimore. Um, so, I mean, I guess, yeah, DuVernay and Robinson would be the guys since they saw the most opportunities. But I would say more tournament-only plays with these two. I think if I had to pick one, I know Robinson's been more productive late. I actually think I would lean DuVernay over him. Um, We'll see what ownership comes in on. I think it's probably getting too key to go to like Jackson or Proche. So that's Baltimore, relatively easy to talk about. On the Cleveland side, Cooper a little bit banged up. I expect him to go, though. He's been questionable the last few weeks and has given it a go. DPJ literally played 100% of the snaps, 72 of the 72. And then Amari Cooper played 62 of the 72, with David Bell playing 49 of the 72 in the slot. Um, Cooper, again, assuming he plays... I think a good tournament play. I wouldn't say a cash game play. He's been up and down, Cleveland more run first team, but still does have that ceiling. I think DPJ is a relatively safe option. Again, he's playing a ton, getting a decent amount of snaps. 12 targets, probably a bit of an outlier, but still like some DPJ. And then David Bell at 3-1, if he is able to play. You can use utilize him as a dart throw. He's been averaging like three, four targets a game, and is a bit cheaper. Like He's a pretty similar play, I think, to like AJ Osborne and, and coming in with a little bit of a cheaper price point. And finally, Miami and Buffalo. So uh, on the Miami side, I mean, Tyreek Hill got a bit banged up, but returned to play 34 of the 51 snaps. And then Jalen Waddle, where is Waddle? Uh, Waddle played 43 of the 51 with uh, Trent Sherfield playing 31 snaps. Cedric Wilson playing 20, but again, he got a, a decent amount of those snaps when Tyreek Hill was out for a bit. So I expect Waddle and Hill to play majority of the game. With Shurfield operating the slot and then Wilson maybe picking up a couple of snaps. So Tyreek Hill, I mean we'll keep an eye on the weather and assuming he and and his health, it looks like he's good to go. The ceiling is massive on Tyreek Hill. Uh Jalen Waddles been not good of late. So I think he makes for a good buy-low candidate here. This the the opportunities are still there for him. He still has a ceiling, but he's been really bad of late. So Intrigued by him for GPPs. And then Shurfield put him in that same category of like David Bell and K.J. Osborne of slot wide receivers that are cheap that are going to get a decent amount of opportunities. And yeah, you can utilize them for a punt play. Finally, Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo also relatively easy to talk about. Gabe Davis, 54 of the 59 snaps. Stephon Diggs, 46 of the 59. McKenzie played 38 of the 59 in the slot. Um, They did call up John Brown, but I don't believe, let's see. He played three snaps. They also signed um uh what's his name cole beasley to the practice squad we'll see if he gets called up if he does i would say that it probably hurts mckenzie the most um but yeah top end guys i mean Diggs, kind of the same thing i said about justin jefferson and tyree kill the ceiling is massive he has josh allen as his quarterback so i like Diggs in both formats gabe davis the opportunities are there the production really hasn't been though last three games sub 10 fancy points but uh, still a guy that has that big play upside, can still catch a long one, right? We know the upside is still there for him. So solid tournament play in the mid-range. And McKenzie, we'll keep our news with, like, Cole Beasley, John Brown. But if he's going to continue to play a majority of the snaps in the slot, I think he makes for a pretty good play at 4-1. And finally, tight ends for each of these teams. So for the Colts, they're going to utilize three tight ends. Um, Ransom played 41 of the 72 snaps. mola Cox, 31. Jelani Woods, only 15. All three are in play, but factoring in opportunities, I think Granson would probably be your safest bet. But if you wanted to target you know, a guy like Woods in tournaments who still had two catches and four targets, unlimited snaps, or like Cox, you can. I mean, they're going to be relatively low-owned. So Granson would be you know, your safest bet, but if you want to look to Woods for Moella Cox and GPPs, you can. On the Minnesota side, it's pretty simple. P.J. Hawkins is going to play majority of the game. He's been very involved, averaging like six to eight targets a game. Um, I think he is a good play if you can afford him. Um, he's kind of in that weird price range for tight end, where he's in like not really expensive, but not cheap. So, like Hawkinson, I think if you play him, it'll give you a relatively unique build just because he's just in that weird price range for Baltimore. Mark Andrews, um, I think, is a fine tournament play. The price did drop. Um, I mean, he still is a guy that can that you know does have a ceiling playing with the backup uh, quarterback. And he saw 42 snaps for Oliver, but he only played in seven passing plays. And he saw likely play 16 snaps, played in 11 passing plays. So Andrews, I do think still isn't played. The price did come down on him. Um, Likely Oliver would just be dark throws and GPPs on the Cleveland side. So Njoku's been a bit banged up, but I do expect him to play. And last week he played 69 of the 72 snaps, so... Um, I like Njoku a good amount in both formats, seven and nine targets over the last couple weeks. He has been very involved and it's not expensive. So I think he makes for a really, really good play. and so he's good to go. If he, for some reason gets rolled out, then he can maybe look to guy like Harrison Bryant on the Miami side. So things have changed a bit for Miami. Um, last week you did have, Dur- or last couple of weeks, Durham Smythe has been out snapping Jaseki, 30 snaps for Smythe. 20 for Giusecchi. Giusecchi still did pass catcher though. He ran, uh, I think 20 snaps. He play, He ran 19 routes, so both the Miami tight ends outside just tournament plays. We'll keep an eye on Smythe. I think he will be able to go, but yeah, they're just tournament dart throws. And then finally, Buffalo, another relatively easy team to talk about for tight end. 51 of the 59 snaps for Dawson Knox. He's getting a lot of opportunities, um, and is sub-4K, and again, has Josh Allen as his quarterback, but his production's been a bit up and down, so he's playable for salary relief, but I think I'd rather get to Najoku at a similar price point. And then looking at defense, I mean, defense is such a high-variance position that I just... One, whenever DraftKings removes defense from, from the lob, like I'll just be so happy when they finally remove it. I'll be so incredibly happy. Um, but I don't think there's like a lot of standout defenses. I mean, I think the Browns are relatively safe, lowest total, uh, going up against the back quarterback. So they're quote unquote, maybe the safest defense, but, um, Ravens defense, definitely viable. The Bills defense playing at home at two seven, still in play the Dolphins offense has been up and down. So yeah, guys, that's going to wrap up the video. Uh, if you have been enjoying the NFL content, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, keep an eye out for more content, uh, price pick wise, NBA wise. I get a video up for the NFL main slate as well. I do a video breaking down the Thursday night showdown slate if you're interested in that. So make sure to check that out. Good luck on the Saturday slate. And I'll see you guys in the next one.